pa 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 Go ahead and hate your neighbors. Go ahead and cheat a friend. You do it in the name of heaven. You can justify it in the end. There won't be any trumpets blowing on the judgment day. On the bloody morning after. One tin soldier rise away. Fire, 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 fire. Sound check flicks from the Casbah. Presented by the Casbah. Thank you. Uh, we're glad to be back for another edition. If that gives you any idea of what we're up to and what film we're covering, um, I, I hope I hope so. It certainly does to me. Graham, that was amazing, right? That was more than I could ever dream it would be. <laughs> it was incredible. I wanted to talk about that song, and then we get it right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Well, Delivered. That puts the film on a whole nother level. It, I mean, because of its, it, it creates a whole nother life, right? We it was knew a setting hit. this man in the booth with us, he would deliver right away, and he did. The knowledge he's going to drop will probably blow our minds. I mean, we're pretty good. I know you, de- you dive deep. I think deep. I'm prepared, and I'm nothing compared to what he's bringing to the table today. I learned some things uh, on my research as well. So, yeah, Dave Warsaw. 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 There's an H in there. I love to <laughs> correct people all the time. Dave Warsaw. How do you want to uh, explain what you do here in San Diego okay. and your participation in the many levels of the San Diego music scene and community over the years? Okay, let's start from when I was a wee child. <laughs> Basically, what I do is I have a history of tattooing in San Diego for over 20 years. Worked at Avalon Tattoo for 20 years, and now I have my own shop in South Park, San Diego. I tattoo there. I sell roller skates. We have pinball. I'm in such bands well, I work with bands such as the creepy creeps and creep Zotica. you may have heard of them um from shows like mtv and then i'm also <laughs> in another incredible project called bobby and the pins with famous uh people like elvez actors you know him sure. elvez, have you heard yeah. of him yeah from the zeros yeah yeah he's in the zeros and schizophonics are in this band too have you heard of these guys yeah probably incredible so. yep and then there's ashley paul ashley, ashley paul. paul yes sir so, yeah, that's what I do. Um, and what other bands have you been in over well, the years? I've been in a band called The Locust yeah. back in the day. And then we became a band called Tarantula Hawk. Yeah. Yes. And so um, we did a little bit of that, you know? When's the last time Tarantula Hawk played? I think 1998, maybe. I'm not sure. I, I forget. It's been a long how, time. How long have the Creepy Creeps been a band at this point? 23 years this wow. year. That's amazing. Yes. Uh, and highlights of the creepy creeps i think you guys opened for faith no more up at the we opened for faith no more we opened for uh robert plant we opened for the schizophonics yeah we opened for uh bad brains um i mean we've we've done everything that we ever could have imagined we're so blessed it's awesome you have your own uh tiki mugs we have our own tiki mugs at the Valley High. We do events. We have an event coming you at the Valley the High. You design the menu? I design the menu. I'm an illustrator. See, this guy gives back to San Diego. What, what a treasure, really, honestly. I mean, all these things. I'm trying. It's so amazing. I'm trying. And then you have the fireplaces at your store as well, right? I sell mid-century modern fireplaces <laughs> if you need one. You're, I you're well-rounded. Yeah. Do you California. write poetry? Do you? I do write yeah. poetry a little bit. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, Billy Jack's the movie. Okay. Tom Laughlin's the man. Let's talk about him. Let's get into it. What 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 was it that started your love for uh, Billy Jack? Okay. Let's get back to me being a small child, maybe around seven or eight, Saturday morning. The movie comes on. It comes on every Saturday. It doesn't matter what fucking, excuse my language. It doesn't matter. Anyhow, 
I see this rabbit sitting there and the song comes on and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. There's a rabbit and it's sitting there. And then within one second, there's a flash and a falcon tears this rabbit into a million shredding pieces. And as a child, I go, oh my God, why is that rabbit bleeding? And now there's like a skeleton being trapped, you know, drug through the, the they're, dig they're digging it through, they're dragging it through the garden. That's what they call it when they get the vegetables together. So the first thing I thought is, this movie is fucking crazy. I don't know why I just saw an animal get decimated. I can't wait to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and how about that entrance? That entrance is terrific. They're just getting ready to gun down those horses. You hear the little wind and yeah, the rustle. Yeah, and the guy stops. It's and, all... and then Billy enters. Yeah. And there's chimes. Ting, ting, ting. Prescott, time, Arizona. Time, time, time. And, and Billy looks like the coolest motherfucker Billy's ever. Billy's got a fucking Canadian Tuxedo. jumpsuit on. Yep. Yeah. What? Yep. And he's got this killer hat. You <laughs> know what hat, I mean? He's man. coming in. He's barefoot. He doesn't give a shit. He rides a Jeep Willys. He's got a 1967 uh, Streamline trailer that he chills in. The guy is, he could do no wrong by me. In my opinion. He's got a triumph. He's got a triumph. Yep. Yeah. And he does that single-handed pump on the shotgun. Yep. Oh, it's dude. so it, dope. Yeah. Yeah. So many firsts in the film, too. That's what is amazing, like so, you said. So, let's just say he makes he makes clothing cool, right? Yes. He makes a shotgun cool for yep. a second, right? And then what is what else does he make? Does he make kung fu cool? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he makes kung fu cool, For too. sure. Yeah. What you, you you said one of your friends in 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 their, in their community called him the White Bruce Lee before on the South before. Side of Chicago. Yeah, yeah, one of my buddies told me they before used to call we knew back who Bruce the, Lee was. Yeah, back in the seventies, they used to call him the White Bruce Lee. So yeah, that was the first movie to ever show kung fu in a film that wasn't, um, you know, that was an American film. I don't know what the hell that was. That was, that was like was a Billy vacuum Jack. cleaner. That was Billy Jack <laughs> vacuuming upstairs. He lives up there now. So Billy Jack writes, directs. He does everything stars, with this. Stars film. But he has pseudonyms for, for him. There's female names as the producer that are him. Those are his kids. No, no. no that's he, his wife. No, it says like it he says uses. It says T.C. Frank on the written. Kids it's names, his kids. It's, it's Teresa, Christina, right? and Frank. For his role in the film. Him and Dolores are doing everything. Yep. Yeah. But they're putting their kids' names on the producing and the directing, and that smells like a tax dodge. And, right. and but the son, <laughs> the son did create the Sun Snake record label, which Coven would come out on. There so we have a we have a family business here. So Coven wrote the song, mm -hmm. but no, 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 no. It came out from a Canadian band a couple years earlier. It did. Yes. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I watched a YouTube. There's a YouTube okay. thing that talks a 20 minute that talks about this. Oh. There's a band called the Original Cast. There was a Canadian band that released it a couple years earlier, and it really wasn't much of a hit. Mm -hmm. And then Tom hears it, likes it, and they give it to Jinx Dawson from Coven. They record it. Of course, we all know Coven is nothing like that music. I mean, they have witches seances on their right. music and yeah. shit. So they go in there and, and cre you know, they do that. It's even on the credits on the front. It says Coven by Coven. Yeah. But you can't find that on Spotify. If you go on Spotify right now, they only have the original cast version. They don't have the I have the, the vinyl. I should have brought it for you guys. Me too. I, you know, I have two soundtracks on vinyl for whatever reason I bought as a kid is Jaws and and Billy Jack. No, I have the Coven record. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that and they take it to number 26, 110 Soldier when yeah. this movie comes out. I mean, they turn it into a somewhat of a hit. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, well, you know what? They're talking the film, about Jesus, sure. they're talking about effing your friends, you know what I mean? And then <laughs> yeah. you can justify it in, in the, the end. end. Yeah, why well, not? Well, and then the last line of the lyric is exactly the end of the movie and yeah. the bloody morning after 
one tin soldier rides that's away. Right. And that's what Billy Jack does at the end. Yeah. It's a bloody morning after he shoots up a bunch of cops. And then he surrenders to yep. the power fists. You know as what? He, leaves. he, you know what? I dig him. I'm just going to go ahead and say it again. I really yeah. love him. Yeah, Tom Laughlin. Yep, the man, the myth, and he would go on to create the uh, school in real life. He did it actually right before Billy Jack. Yep, they had yeah. that real school, and he, and yeah, everything about Billy Jack would become his real life, like. Ran for president three times. So, yeah. So, so let's talk about Tom Laughlin because you really can't understand Billy Jack until you understand Tom. So Tom's an actor. Uh, he's from, you know, Milwaukee, comes out, he meets his wife in South Dakota, they marry Dolores, comes out to Hollywood, he does some movies, he does a, he does South Pacific, Robert Altman, yep. Uh, yep. he does a Robert Altman movie, Robert Altman calls him an incredible pain in the ass, yep. so he leaves Hollywood, and they go and form the school, and so him and her, uh, Dolores, are doing that, and it becomes like one of the top two schools in the country, those Mont Montessori schools, I believe. Montessori. Montessori, yeah. Okay, yeah. So they, they, and we have one of those in the movie. And so this, basically, when we say that in the movie, this is them acting out their life. Yeah. yeah. And so it goes out of business for some reason. I don't know how you become one of the two biggest in five or six years and then rapidly go out of business. Sure. But so. Got too big. Yeah. And around that time, he does Born Losers, which is the prequel to this. Best movie. That's Billy Jack in a California town and a biker gang rapes a young lady and billy goes in an exact he goes berserk yeah he goes and gets the vengeance he doesn't have the hat yet though and uh so the funny part about that is roger corman our guy our producer that we've already done a couple films of his yeah. he produced born losers but he didn't want any part of billy jack because he said that the political statements were just way too far yeah. over the line for him yeah like, it was too much for him they wanted to take they wanted to take uh warner brothers at one point decided that they didn't want this movie to come out because they realized it was going to create such a like political just strife in America because they were showing you can't be fucking racist and get away with it. You can't be a dick and get away with it. This guy's going to fucking chuck you through shit, right? <laughs> and so then they wanted to turn him into a into a a, a superhero because they wanted to like dumb him down. And they were like there's no way you could dumb this guy down. You know, this has got to be the guy. So that's when Dolores and him would go forward and like deliver that movie to all the movie houses eventually, right? Yeah. Because they weren't going to let that movie come out because they were scared of riots. Right. And the Kent State shootings and the school shootings at like some of the historical black colleges too, that had a lot to do with the themes that run mm -hmm. through this one and the trial of Billy Jack, which is right after it, because that ends with a, with a school shooting. So right. uh, ooh, they were... They were way ahead of their time. <laughs> yeah. on, they were way ahead of their time yeah. on that one. I mean, yeah. they called that, but <clears throat> that's kind of where he's going with a lot of this. Is he was really upset about what had happened at those school shootings, and so that's why there's the Freedom School. That's why we have Dolores doing her thing, and that runs through all of this. And that's where the the townspeople versus the the kids really comes in. Yeah, and, and the kids are perfect. The kids are the I love it because they're the hippie kids, but. You would think, okay, they're hippie kids, but they're not hippie like drug addict kids. No, they're just right. kids that are, they don't have a place to be. They've yep. been abandoned by their families. They're not, the cities don't want them. Nobody wants them because they're free, right? Right. And they're just like, you can be whatever you want to be here. When his daughter sings the song about her brother dying, right? Yeah. That fucking made me like, I sang that to my son when he was growing up, and I literally was bawling because I, just imagine this 12 year old girl singing the song on an acoustic guitar about her brother dying in the war. It's right. just crazy, dude. It's such a real gritty film. Yeah. I mean, the, we're just lucky the, we don't have to deal with issues like that as no. much. Like, I think that everybody should have to watch this movie in like preschool 
to teach kids like what the fuck is up. And I think there should be a teacher at every school that's like Billy Jack. And if there's a kid at school that wants to fuck around, they get chucked through a plate glass window. Just to, you know, you know, I, I think you need to bring it back. Sorry. So he does Trial of Billy Jack after this, which is a massive hit. I'm not a fan. It, it's not a great movie. I'm not a fan. I rewatched it last night. It's pretty bad. I, there's yeah. a whole like 40 minute segment where he's on this spiritual journey that is just cockamamie. Like that film has a lot of. Uh, Famous, or if you want to say famous, Native Americans in it, doesn't it? Sure, Actually, yeah. like, Sheen Littlefeather is in there. Recognizable she, ones. I, yeah, thought that, accepted, I read that. I thought that she was interesting. She accepted Brando's award when he won Best Actor. She's right. in the movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's people like that in there. Um, his Crazy enough, his daughter's in Trial of Billy Jack, too, the girl singing the song. Mm-hmm. At, in the school shooting at the end, she gets perforated Ugh, like, we'll with machine guns. Like, and somehow, survive, and somehow survives somehow. it. Somehow survives it. But when you see it in the movie, you're like, there's no way she lived through that. No chance. But yeah, so then there's, uh, there's the, oh, there's the really awful Mr. Uh, Billy Jack Goes to Washington. Oh, see, I'm like, at this point, I've oh. already like checked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Born Losers and Billy Jack, yeah. these are the two I need to see. Yeah. I don't want to go to Congress. No. I don't want to see... <laughs> What happens when the guy who throws people through windows yeah. goes into court? Right. There's no hot f- keto in I don't those. need five hours of court. No. And by then, he'd really exhausted his patience with a lot of people because Hollywood really didn't give him much of a shot. Right. Outside, after he was done with these movies, you look at his IMDb, yeah. nobody's offering him roles. No. Like, you know, he he's kind of a madman, but I do respect what he did. He oh, had a vision. And he followed it through. I mean, and you, you know, he stayed with his wife the whole time too. Yeah. So right by his side to the yeah. point that he's casting her. You know, he's doing a Rob Zombie with Sherry Moon there. Like, right. Rob needs to quit with that. But <laughs> seriously, she's terrible. But <laughs> seriously. But, but he stuck with the Lord, and they stayed married till the day that's they died. Not very I mean, Hollywood like. You know. He's, yeah. That's pretty cool. You know, he had, he had, he had like morals. He believed in something. He's not like you know most Hollywood actors. Like, come on, that. He did a lot. That's kind of cool. He had a message. He, yeah. His message is, is you fuck around and you find out. Like, you don't treat that. fucking children <laughs> or people like shit. They give you a fucking right no kick yeah, side of on the this face. side of your face, and there's not a damn, damn thing, thing you're going to be able to do about it. <laughs> but you don't have Billy Jack, then you wouldn't have Chuck Norris and all the other things that come after. Oh, no, here's yeah. who you wouldn't have. John Rambo. Oh, <laughs> John J. Rambo. 100%. Get it straight, baby. 100%. Both Vietnam veterans. Yeah. Yep. Come on. The ending is exactly the same from mm-hmm. First Blood and Billy Jack. Mm-hmm. They walk out after someone they love talks to them and talks them down. Mm-hmm. Right. They they were in the same platoon, weren't they? Come on. <laughs> yeah, they, they were. were. They were in the same platoon. And they were. With, with like John Kreese from Cobra Kai. You know what? You're, you might have something here. <laughs> I want that fan fiction. I seriously want that. I think we might do. Uh, Martin Riggs. We might do a new, a new about, Billy about Jack Jesse movie. The body from Billy Predator. Jack 5. <laughs> Billy Jack Aww. goes to teach with Cobra Kai. I mean, that's a legacy. Somebody should. That's a great movie right film, there. You yeah. know what I mean? He goes yeah. in, and the kids on the Cobra Kai, you know, the shitty kids. <laughs> this guy goes in, and he's the anti crease. He's going to give Crease a little wallop. <laughs> Maybe he gives Crease a little fucking how you doing. Did you hear there was discussion of that there could have been a storyline where the Karate Kid and, uh, and, and Rocky were related? Oh Jesus! There was going to be some, some new film, and that was. Well, be I am the a fan story. of both franchises, so gonna, I'd like to see how they like, made it oh, happen. Yeah. But it's probably crap. But probably. I thought the Karate Kid was related to Fonzie. <laughs> hey. hey. So let's talk about these experts on the <laughs> yeah. set. Uh, the Billy Jack experts, Mr. Grandmaster Bong Su Han. 
So he's the Hapkido master. Okay. So Laughlin meets him on a demonstration in San Francisco in the late 60s. He was doing the same thing basically Bruce Lee was doing at the same time. So he's going around giving demonstrations of his style of art, and Tom Laughlin sees it and is caught up in it immediately. And so they become friends. And so that's how Bong Su Han gets in on this. So in the courtyard scene, you could kind of see him in one shot. Uh, there's a really intricate kick he does, and you could clearly see it's not Billy in the outfit. Like. And it's the one where he yells the like, yeah, like it's like that little high. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then in the second one, uh, he's actually in the second one as the school's uh, hapkido in, uh, instructor. Oh, okay. And I have to it, go back and watch that. No, it's great. And then at the end of it, him and Billy go to the big fight at the end with uh, uh, Posner, the brother of Posner. And they have a showdown with him and all his men. And Bong Su Han is one of the guys in there fighting right alongside him. And he's pretty badass. Yeah. Um, do you know, here's where you might know Bong Su Han from the screen. Do you know a movie called The Kentucky Fried Movie? I love it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I he's know. He's Dr. I know Klon. It. Yeah. He's Dr. Klon. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. In the Enter the Dragon spoof yeah. that is in the amazing Kentucky Fried Movie. You haven't seen it? It's, uh, it's oh yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah. Take him like, to Detroit. <laughs> Detroit! <laughs> that is Bong Su Han. Yeah. Terrific I like it man. when he goes like this. My favorite part of that movie is when the dog is fucking barking. Remember the, the guard dog? And he goes, and he slaps the dog and he goes, not good enough or whatever. He goes, try it again. And the dog's like, rah, 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 rah. and he's like, that is the best fucking kung fu movie, by the way. It is great. And uh, you know you know some stuff about Rolling Thunder. Can we talk about Rolling Thunder, the uh, shaman they brought in okay, for this yes, movie? Okay, yes, yes. Yeah, he, so, he was a bullshit artist, basically. So I have a book. I have the book of uh, Billy Jack, and what's crazy is the book is sort of like this weird forward to explaining how the movie would go down, but then it's literally all the dialogue from the movie. So you're basically just reading the movie out loud to somebody. Right, right. It's like Poser and I'm I'll be him, you know? And so they explain how when they were making the movie how they got this guy, right, to come out and he had never been on an airplane like and he had supposedly walked the uh, world with Jesus Christ and all the stuff and so they brought him out to New Mexico and the story in the book is they're sitting by a Texaco sign and this giant owl lands on the sign and the shaman is like, this is a sign of death. Like, I've got to go like, you know, I got to go like, think about this and I'll get back to you on it. And so when he comes back, he explains how the death wouldn't be the death of him, but it's the death of the movie. And at that point, then that's when Warner Brothers or whatever, and they get into major, major fucking issues with this movie even being able to come out, right? Because that's what we were talking about earlier. So I think that he's not full of shit. I think he knew that Warner Brothers <laughs> was going to try to, uh, you know, sabotage. Right. But the cool part about, about him and whoever they had got to be involved in that movie was that the like sun snake ceremonies and all the stuff, they're super legit the way they did it. They went right. to the real places. They didn't try to Hollywood it out. They made it neat. You know what I mean? And I learned from it. I like yeah. learned about different cultures and yeah. I loved it. I fucking thought it was bitch and I always wanted to get bit by a snake so many fucking times to see if I could live and become the snake serpent. You know what I mean? Six times. Right. Why not? And I did. I lived. Yeah, the authenticity I lived. of that stuff, you know, I mean that when I'm you're here. a young person 
that that's that meant a lot you know seeing that i mean well there's like there's movies and then there's a movie that's on on saturday morning with i a, can't believe what but, the fuck or, was this on on saturday morning every you were saturday watching morning on hbo or no it's on t- regular television on like channel 13 at like 2 p.m yep jesus all right every it, saturday it was on all the time yeah. And given where I was at, I was growing up in Wichita, Kansas. That's two Native American names right there. Like, we were in Native American country, yeah, and yeah. I saw those people walking around all the time. Like, that was part of our life. So that movie felt very real to me, like, growing up. So one of the coolest things about my shop is that I, like, so I adopted the Billy Jack symbol as a child. And so our friends, when we were growing up and we were in high school and stuff. I tattooed the Billy Jack symbol on my friend's back, like his whole fucking back. Okay. And then when I opened my store, I'm like, I'm, this is my symbol. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to constantly promote this way of life and I'm going to teach people this. Right. You know, and I've always had that way of, of thinking about life. And so what's cool is every now and then people will come in the shop and every now and then somebody will know what this symbol is. And it's really cool because they are totally immersed in the movie. They know it because they they also kind of base their way they treat people off of the way that this guy wrote this fucking movie. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to say Star Wars sucks compared to this movie. <laughs> okay. And Lego never made a Billy Jack toy. Well, you know, yeah, what the it's hell? a deep movie on so many levels. And the things that it exposed three white kids to seeing this film, yeah. you know, I mean, it says a lot, you know, I mean, it gave me a better understanding of who the assholes were and maybe, you know. I feel like every person should watch it. It's it's slow, but it's it's important. It's like church. <laughs> I mean, just the, the way it's shot, the, the beauty of Prescott, Arizona, um, the scenes with the kids are phenomenal. I mean, it just feels natural. Like you said, the the young girl singing the song, or I love the. You say you hate it, but the some of the trying to show some of what was going on, and they had the the kind of improv the comedic improv with Howard Hessman, yeah, uh, yeah. which I thought was great. He's getting out his messages. He's getting out his messages in that stuff. But the great thing is, you know what? Couple things. Number one, there's no drug consumption. I mean, you got a bunch of hippies there, and that's not a part of the. The storyline whatsoever. No, but the cops kid is a fu- is like drinking and doing garbage, right? Bernard. Yep. Yeah. So like, there's the there's the the that's the uh, funny side, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the squares that are doing the drugs and the yeah. squares that are raping people. Yeah. It's not the hippies, people. No. That's crazy. Bernard Posner. Yeah. yeah. David Roya. So, that was, was one of his first movies, and like, man, that guy got a he- big head quick. Like he sued them and said that his name should be above the title of the movie. After, oh my! Really? Yeah. After it was out, huh. he sued them for a quarter of a million dollars. That guy. What the hell? Wow. Nobody came for you, dude. Yeah. Like so, he sued them for a quarter million dollars, lost, and it was like Billy uh, Tom Laughlin says there was like a half million dollar settlement that went his way on that. So the dude lost in a big way. I would love to have seen Tom Laughlin in some other kind of, you know die hard or get to do you know it's too bad hollywood never gave him a chance and he was just star kinda, wars what if he whatever, was in star you wars know, billy jack anything you know? like you got like chewbacca summer you know you have chewbacca, chewbacca <laughs> driving this vehicle and then there's billy jack like right next to him he's just so iconic and influential at that time and it's just it's kind of sad that he probably you know dug his own grave in the sense of any other hollywood career like jabba's mansion or whatever you, you know Jar-Jar there's Binks. some shit going on in there jabba's being a dick 
Guess who comes walking down the stairs with Han a Solo? one? Right. No, he's right. not Han Solo. <laughs> he's Billy Jack. He comes downstairs uh, of the of the stairs with the shotgun, gives it one rounder, and blasts Jabba in between the you know. In the 11s. That's what they call this area, the 11s. Just like he does with Deputy Mike. Oh, yeah. That was a great shot. Right yeah. between the eyes. Right between the eyes. Oh, yeah. man. I think that one had an impact on me when I was a kid, too. It was like, oh, damn, right I between the eyes. I gave that guy credit for being nice to his daughter until she finally said she didn't know what color the baby was going to be. Like, he was actually trying to, to understand his daughter and help her. And then it went very dark. I liked it when she went Richter on him. She, you know, I love I love it. Yeah. Well, she she sits down in the chair as soon as she walks in the house from Hate Ashbury, and they rounded her up again. Yep. And the first thing she's like, I don't know if it's the hepatitis or this goddamn abscess tooth or this it baby. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, whoa, what an entrance. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, and then he smacks her when she says, I don't know who the father yeah. is. And then she starts listing them: white, Indian, Mexican. As soon as she says black, that's the but trigger. She been, but yeah. she also like she's been I've been. Like effed by so many people. She said I've been bald. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, again, you know, go to the city, you know, see, <laughs> fuck around, honest. find out. Go to San Francisco, you know. There's yeah. a lot of fun there. Yeah, you know what? Come I've been there. I've been there. And a baby. I had the same experience as she did. <laughs> as a bad guy, how good is Deputy Mike? I think he's pretty good. I mean, he's that a, guy's a good actor. Yes. What other films? I mean, uh, he's... Ken Toby. I don't really know what else he did, but he's good in this. Yeah. I liked it. You know, I just like watching him get like worked like i like watching them all, all get, get worked. worked hey how much is horse meat uh, going for a pound six these days a pound. <laughs> six, cents a pound. six like dude that's messed up bastards but, um so how rad is billy jack's like um trailer do we want to talk about it you know like with the uh, up and coming of vintage trailers coming back into the season the theatrical yeah. trailer no no his trailer that he lives in oh oh yeah he lives in a, a 1967 streamlined trailer think about it He's got style. Didn't he live in the hills up in the... Yeah, in, in the, a trailer. Was a trailer in there? I don't know. I remember he goes, starts, takes Barbara up there to hide her out and, with the old man that he lives and they, with. And they rob him, remember? They go up there with that old man, and I'm like, dude, Billy Jack, you're living up here in a hole in the wall with this old man? Like, that was the shaman, wasn't that's it? That's a little weird. No. Like, not weird to you. Okay. Weird to me. <laughs> He's but... the shaman. Wasn't that the shaman that you were talking about? That no, they the shaman, oh. that's, when they go to, that's when they go to the Keeve, and he has to battle the snake, baby. Remember, he goes to battle yeah. snake. You're getting me all confused now. His love for Gene, they love each other. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really, it's it's a lot like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, though. That's the thing I like. Like, in that film, you have Chow Yun-Fat and Michelle Yao, and they do all these adventures together, but they never utter their love for each other until the very end of the film. It's the same thing in this one. When Gene gets raped? After Gene's rape, Billy's exacting vengeance, and basically there at the end, yeah, she comes in to talk him down, and she, t she says, I love you, Billy, yeah. and she's crying, and, and it's like, wow. This what does is she say, though? I remember it. It's perfect. It's such a... She's like, they don't... I forget how she says it, but I, I don't They don't know. have the luxury of Yeah, I forget, but the violent, way her voice... You know? Yeah, like, she's... Yeah, like, they don't, don't have the luxury go, of Billy. checking out. The don't rest go, of us have Billy. to... It's tougher for those of us that have to stick around and live. Yeah, like... like basically, that's what she tells yeah. them, like... Yeah, well, I like it when... I like it when he goes on takes down the rapist <laughs> you know we all. Uh, yeah. which time <laughs> well Bernard. with gene's rapist yes yes gene's rapist the, so the we're talking son, about the corvette the scene. son the corvette son of scene? the law the son of the law the corvette scene yes 
He rolls up on Bernard, and he's about to commit a sexual assault on Miss False Eyelashes. Mm -hmm. That's how she's billed in the yeah, credits. Yeah. Now, I can assure you that none of us are looking at her eyelashes. Like... I she, noticed her eyelashes. She is a bombshell. Mm -hmm. I mean, I am not looking at the eyes. I'm trust trust me. And he's got <laughs> <had> great eyes. <laughs> yep. And he's about to commit, you know, a sexual assault and he knifes her bra with a switchblade. And then that's when Billy and Jean come riding up separately mm -hmm. and he gives them the funny little the, actually they chuckle. I mean, a sexual assault's about to take place. So these two roll up and they're just like shaking their heads and chuckling. And then he says to him, Roll your you know, get her out of there and roll your car into the lake or I'm breaking your arm. Yeah. So he rolls the smartly he gives him, rolls he the gives car him the, the lake. option of, yeah, of making the right decision. So they ran that car into the lake, and uh, in the making of it, they talk about that they uh, that was like a six thousand dollar car at the time or something, which is pretty expensive, and that they were told if it wasn't turned on when they rolled it into the lake that it would be okay and they could just clean it and give it back to the owner. Well, that wasn't the truth. Right. <laughs> it wasn't the truth at all. So they had to you know really refurbish it. And it cost them a bunch of money for that. So. Supposedly, oh, Billy. supposedly one of Elvis Presley's favorite films. Really? So, the type of hat Billy Jack wears is commonly called a what? It's a 10-gallon uh, hat, baby. It says an Uncle Joe hat? I don't know what that is. <laughs> Shall I? Elvis never heard of that. I think they're called a 10-gallon hat or a Navajo hat. I have one. There's a fancy name for it, but I don't remember what it is. I like the Navajo hat, Billy maybe. Jack hat. I'm going to fuck you up hat. I call it a check out this hat and watch me throw it at you and cut your head off hat. It made $32 million oh. on an $800,000 budget. Okay. That's balling. And hand-delivered, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I know a lot of people that saw, you know, it was, um, it was a trip even if you were able to see it because I know that FIP from Avalon went and saw it. I forget his story, but it was just like a random, he was there, it was random. They, I think they did hand deliver it to that movie house. And uh -huh. It was, you know, it was crazy. Like he said, that, you know, people really did react to this movie. Yep. It hit a nerve for sure. <clears throat> I'm so glad Billy Jack didn't have tattoos on his neck. And face. <laughs> neck and face. <laughs> well, you know he would today. Like if we did redid the Billy Jack movie with Star Wars, like we were talking about, he would have to have a tattoo on his eyebrow. <laughs> on his eyebrow. It's a gene. Let's do the let's do let's do the best scene. I mean, maybe your best scene is different than mine. I think that whole sequence from the ice cream shop to the courtyard is the best. Okay, yes. Is that your favorite? That is one of my favorite one scenes. One of your favorites. Yes. Well, it's a really great scene because it makes you really absolutely hate the people causing the drama. Right. And so should we explain it to the people what they haven't seen yet? So they're walking in, these kids walk in from the Freedom School, and there's children from the age of, what, seven, I would say, to maybe 18 years old. Yep. And the smallest child is Native American, and they want, and they're they're all different races that are coming into this little uh, fucking ice cream, ice cream shop in the middle of Shitsville fucking USA. And so they go in there and they say, we want, you know, we want to get some ice cream. And the guys look at them and say, we're out of ice cream. And they're looking at all this ice cream like, we'll clearly have ice cream. Now, we said we're out of ice cream. What, you guys can't hear? No, no, no. We can see you have ice cream, blah, blah, blah. Why don't you give these kids some ice cream? So then the guy, what's he do? He takes a, uh, he takes a, a scoop, a sugar scoop. Bernard does. Yep. And he takes a thing of flour and he pours it on the small Native American child's head. And he says, oh, what do you say? Something to the extent of, oh, now we can serve him some ice cream or something. 
And so then that's when Billy Jack just comes like, isn't it great how you could see in the shot yep, Billy Jack's jeans and yep, Park, yep. and you're like, this dude is fucked. She's yep, going so, down. Yep, so. And you see the camera cuts to the kids' reactions, yep. and their eyes get big. And then yeah. it cuts to another shot of the shop, yeah. and you see people standing up at the tables and moving away from the yeah. door, like they know all hell's about to break and so loose. So Billy comes in, right, and he says, "When I," he goes, "You know, Bernard, when I come in here, and I see a little beautiful flower like this child, and I know how beautiful he is to the world and the world he lives in, and then I have to think about how he will have to take this." through the rest of his life and remember this, it makes me go berserk. And he fucking chucks the dude with a front punch kick into the sternum through a plate glass window. <laughs> Boom! By Bernard. Or it's dinosaur that goes through the... It's Is his it dinosaur? It's, it's oh, his okay. muscle. Bernard goes his down muscle. with just a straight shot. Oh, He's okay. on the ground. But dinosaur goes through the window and ends up on the sidewalk. Yeah, so immediately you realize... When airplanes are flying over, immediately you realize that like Billy Jack is the right guy. You know what I mean? He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna right the wrongs. He's gonna right. show people you can't treat people like this, or you're gonna get maybe you know a little bit of a, come up and yeah, all those. It just it reminds me of what I hate about America. Watching this movie, I mean, well, those people are the same people that. And so, you know, and so in a lot of ways, like I will say that I agree with you because as a kid, I knew immediately that I didn't agree with a lot of shit. And it made me immediately sort of punk rock because I didn't like any establishment really after I saw this fucking show because I was yeah. like, they're all doing the bad shit. And even though I was too young to know what the what they were, who they were, yeah, I realized that they were in charge. They were the people that made the rules and they were the people that treated people like shit. And I realized at that fucking moment in time, dude, they're the rabbit, dude, that gets fucking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. They're the rabbit. Yep. Billy is the fucking, is the fucking hawk. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of lessons our little young minds learned in that film. Also from a, from, things. from a guy who works security here at Casbah, the ice cream scene, when Billy walks in there, he does something that you never do to somebody that you're having a confrontation with if you respect them. You don't turn your back on them. And Billy turns his back on them constantly in that scene to the point that he even walks up to Dinosaur, who he's looking up at, yeah. and calls him a big ape to his face. Right. I mean, Billy is just crushing it in he's that scene. He's like four foot three, right, in real yeah, life? He yeah, he is not afraid of them at all. And, it, and when he turns his back on them, that's when I really love it. Because I'm like, you're showing them no respect. From a, you know, something's about to physically go down standpoint. Yeah. He's teasing him the whole time, man. That's hilarious. So that, then we head to the courtyard. So he, he realized. Don't go out there. Yeah. He, Billy, don't go out there. <laughs> they, he realizes his car has been messed with because he's got like. Dude, what, what the hell was that he, moment? He has some like. He's got some. Some yeah. thing going it's a, it's on. A, he's a super sensory hearing. It's in the record. It's in the record and it's these. It's parts, they're these like Native the Americans. Yeah, they're spiritual sounds that yeah. his spider senses that click in. That was ridiculous. A half yeah, Native American cool. part of him yeah. gets that. Yeah. Because he's, but he hears, if you haven't seen the film, yeah. he basically hears somebody. He's chimes. Fuck with his yeah. alternator. Yeah. 
And so he goes outside. And that's what he first looks oh, no, at. Even better. He sits down and starts taking his boots and socks right. off. Yes, that's yes. BDE, too. Like, yeah. seriously, dude. <laughs> He's walking out there holding his boots uh-huh. and socks. Sets him into his Jeep. Yeah, looks... Walks over to the courtyard. Dude comes out from behind the tree. And Billy Jack's like, all right, it's on. All dudes come out from behind the tree. I love how they pop out. There's nobody in the park. And it's all like of a the sudden, there's like yeah. 30 dudes. And there's 12 dudes. There's 12. Yeah. Okay. yeah. At the point they surround him, there's 12. Yeah. And before... Uh, Papa Posner comes walking up and starts dropping the thread on him. Yeah. And then he just lets him know, dude, I'm going to take this foot and I'm going to hit you with that side of your face. And there's not a damn thing you're going to be able to do it. And the guy's like, I mean, really? Really? First he goes, action really? hero. First karate scene. I love it when he smiles and he just goes, really? Yeah. Like, no, you're he actually going to be get the Billy shit Jack, out of- if nothing else, for yeah. sure. You there's know? a few moments in that fight that I really love. Number one is the first kick yeah. to the face. That's just that's epic. a that's a wallop. He goes down for the count. Yep, it is iconic. There's a there's a guy that runs at him low, and he Stomach grabs kick? the guy and oh. runs his head into a fence oh, at yeah. full yeah. speed. <laughs> that hurts yeah. watching that. And then there's another dude that he front kicks with both feet. Right. And launches himself off the dude's chest. And he does a yell in that yeah. one. There is a yell. That, Those three yeah. moments are amazing yeah. in that fight. And, of course, you know, eventually 12 guys with big sticks and bats are going to take him down yeah. at some right. point. But, man, he gets some good licks in before yeah. it's over. So amazing. Like you said, it, it sets the bar for many things to come after. Like Pootie Tang. <laughs> <laughs> and Rambo. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's another crossover. Yeah. <laughs> Terrific movie. I, if, if you haven't read the book, I'll let you borrow it. You would really get a kick out of it because you obviously know so much about yeah. this movie, but it's written, you know, by them. So they're telling you their, yeah. you know, their experiences of how this went down. I, I feel like I've got to commit to watching the next two films. As much as it, as difficult as it might be. I have the Blu-ray collection. Yeah, I have yeah, all yeah. four Thank films. Thank you for letting me borrow. Yeah, I'll give you Trial of Billy Jack. Just and then fast Billy forward Jack. through the uh, yeah through this the spiritual journey part because it's long and exhausting. Those film that that one did pretty well though. So it, Trial of Billy Jack was the first wide release ever. Uh, the whole modern, you know model of you release your film in 3,000 theaters the opening weekend and you know there it goes because until B- trial of billy jack they went regionally and you they did that with billy jack too right they released billy it originally jack was released in 71 and but then released okay, in, in 73 right and that what, was the wide release in 73 well right? yeah but it, it was credited as the first so here's the deal trial of billy jack opens wide on the same day that was where it was monumental oh. It didn't go region to region. It was right. in 1,500 theaters on opening day. They had all the prints they needed. They yeah. were advertising during news, you know, uh, World News Tonight and yep. stuff like that. A so nationwide it was, thing yeah. all and on the same so day. And so it was the first film to adopt that model, and now every film does that. Yeah. I mean, Jaws did it to um, an incredible degree like a year later. He, he's groundbreaking in the yeah, things that, he did. I mean, it's it's a crappy movie, The Trial of Billy Jack, but I mean, How there is some stuff hours? in there. I no, like the no, two first movies. The two first, the two ones, first are the, yeah. they, they just give you. He got a little too preachy in I the agree. end. They just, well, he became that. He wanted to change the world. He yes. wanted to be I mean, ran for president. president. Yeah. Yep. He really did believe what he was, you know, that's the cool thing about him. He yeah. was not full of shit. He was, he, yeah. he was living the life, but come on, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to see his political career. 
Yeah. I want to see him take blind justice on idiots. Yeah. You know he what I mean? Go back to the, all that. Go back after. to your vigilante days, dude. Yeah. I don't want to see you when you're the president. I want to see you when you're Come like on, taking people with down. Charles Bronson and yes. what about what about John Rambo when they're both back in America mm. and they're both just outcasts roaming the road together, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. riding Harley mm-hmm. or Triumphs together? Yeah. That's pretty and sick Pudy too. Tang. Everything. I mean, it's what all in the same timeline, same universe. Yes. God, I never thought we would bring Pootie Tang and Billy Jack together, but they both kick some serious ass. You found a way. The end of the film, uh, it's a pretty inspiring ending. It really is a rousing ending because Billy comes walking up. Gene's talked him out. Right. He's coming out from the hostage situation, and he walks up. The sheriff handcuffs him. And then uh, you can hear 110 Soldier cranking up in the background. Billy says nothing. I kind of love that. Like, there isn't any big... A a movie that makes so many speeches throughout it, he makes nothing there at the Mm -hmm. end. Yeah. You know? he And the funny part is, is I love when Barbara gets shot. I don't love when she gets shot. But when they take her out of the equation the day before, when the cops are shooting at him, he doesn't have any leverage anymore. That always weirded me out about this hostage situation. They took the hostage away. Right. And then he still, no, no, no. You got to give the school funding. You got to have these Washington hearings. And if I'm the cops, I'm like, why? You don't have a hostage anymore. Like, right. We could just fill you full of lead, bro. Like, So okay. I never understood that right. aspect of it. Sure. But they do agree to it. And so he walks out. And they handcuff him, and he gets the long walk, and then we get the power fists. And maybe that was his, like, oh, the power fist is fucking badass. It is pretty badass. That's like a major moment in time where you realize now you're part of this Billy Jack cult. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you're not down with the garbage. Right. But what I was going to say <laughs> is maybe that him not saying anything and getting in the car like that is the perfect, like you said, maybe that's his way of showing that he's going to start. Now he's using his brain. Because now he's going to go against them. Right. Like, he doesn't need to give us one last blaster. These damn planes. These damn planes flying over here all the time. Actions speak louder than words. Yep. So he gets four and a half years. I'll I'll, I'll tell you that. If you you had any questions at the end of it. He gets four and a half years. Came out with no tattoos. (laughs) None whatsoever. Prison tattoos weren't a thing yet, were they? They were. Okay. Especially if you're Billy Jack, dude. Billy you're Jack. running that. You're you, doing you the tattoo. Have at least one tear down here. And they do work in one thing that I like. So that really fits the mold with him. We knew he was an ex Green Beret, but we didn't right. know really what was going on, why he was back home. And they kind of fill that in at the beginning of trial, where he's uh, there's a My Lai massacre situation, and he's ordered to shoot these women and children in a in a ditch with his other soldiers, and he refuses to, and so he's basically court martialed and ran out. But that's kind of where we see the beginnings of what we see in Billy Jack. Like, right, right. He's just this dude that's not going to do that. Like, he's for the people. Well, and even in The Born Losers, like, he's the best. He's the ultimate advocate for everyone. Right. In that movie specifically. Yeah. You know, Billy Jack is killer. Yeah. And I was going to say, it's funny because Billy Jack is the second movie. Everybody go, Billy Jack is the first movie. Right. The first movie is the badass motherfucker where you see this person come in and become who we want to see. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like we're waiting for this guy now. We know that we know that uh the superhero exists, right? But we don't really know like what his deal is. We just know that he like he somehow lurks in the underworld like and and he isn't the he isn't the dirgiest situations in life somehow, right? I right. mean, why is he in those situations? Why is he there? He's got a radar. He's got a radar. It's the sound that we hear in the record. 
big opportunity for that man to change our hearts and minds and how we look at the world, I think, in a lot of ways, more than a lot of films I was seeing at that age. Well, it's funny, 20 years later, they gave Kevin Costner an Oscar for drawing attention to the Native American plight. Right. Yeah. I mean, Tom Laughlin did it 20 years earlier. I mean, yeah. my mom loved both movies, by the way. Yeah. I do. I kind of do too. I do too. I, yeah. yeah. I don't see dances. A lot of times, Dance with Wolves gets labeled as a white savior film, and I don't really see it that way. He He's kind of a helper yeah. he's an ally he's not yeah. leading them there's never a point where costner's character is leading he them. Uh, he assumes the position of the tribe they yeah he is part of the tribe he he does what billy jack would do he does he's he's part of their family that's it it doesn't matter what he is or who he is he's yeah. part of their family yeah that's it that's the bottom line of the story billy jack is about it doesn't matter what you look like it doesn't matter where you're from it's are you part of the family or not or you're not part of the family. If you're an asshole, you're getting justice. If you're not an asshole, you're part of the family. Right. Well, this movie is very conflicted in its message in that regard because it's very peaceful and our heroes are very peaceful. Yes. They're pacifists. But then Billy Jack is our avenging angel and the only things ways get shit's getting done is if he's cuz people take advantage yeah. of people take advantage of nice people. Yes. Yeah. So when you're nice, you shouldn't be taken advantage of. When you're nice, you should be respected, you should be thanked, and you should go, I'm going to learn from that person and treat the next person like that. These people are nice, they get treated like garbage. This guy comes in and handles business. He goes That's what every person in the world needs is somebody to be there to make sure that what you're doing is good. And if somebody comes and says, you know what, man, I don't like what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Nobody gives a shit what you think what I'm doing. Here comes here comes God, baby. He's going to level you down. Here comes a karate chop yeah. to the throat. Karate God is coming. <laughs> That's throat. a great movie. Karate <laughs> God. <laughs> you can develop that? Yeah, it'd be Billy Jack. I think Arizona is still a little bit like that out there in some Oh, I'm sure it ways. is. He's leaning towards a... A bunch of those assholes. Well, there's a lot of, yeah, and so they, and I mean, you really do get to see America at that point, right? So, yeah. and that's real, and it's still real. Yeah. It hasn't changed at all. And so, again, why is it, why is it my favorite movie? It's because people should have to learn that you don't take nonsense from garbage people. Yeah. You don't fucking have to, like, succumb the garbage for... from a bully. You don't have to take this from these goddamn planes. Mother... Motherfucking planes. Yeah, but I think you know it, what? But it's true. It's like you don't have to. You you deserve the respect. And like, if somebody doesn't give you the respect, then maybe you need to show them what it's like to 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 get. You're gonna give them the respect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Give it back. Amen. Yeah, I mean, I w I really felt like I was there in that ceremony watching him go through that, and and didn't feel like that's appropriation or anything. I mean, the things that he exposes to in that film are. Are powerful, you know, and, and respect for Native Americans. Oh, yeah. And that was a real rattlesnake, but I don't think he got bit. He did six times, and he lived. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. He is a god. <laughs> and that is the last scene they filmed in the movie for insurance purposes. Oh, he, really? Yeah, because he was like, if I really do get bitten, this needs to be at the end, so I don't have wow. to film anything else. Wow. So that was the final scene. But it was yeah. cool that they didn't try to Hollywood that out, right? I mean, they brought them to the real places. They did it. They, they met with people that were authorities. They yep. tried to make it as authentic as possible, which is very important. Yeah. That's, being authentic is everything. And that, that film felt that way, you know? I mean, 
probably it'd be interesting. Do you think that would ever get remade in the in the I'm telling the you, era of everything being remade, do you think Billy Jack is there's there's never been a, a remake, right? No, <laughs> no. But there could be, like I said, with in J- Jabba's Palace. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a it's like an FX show. Is that I it? Think, I think we've done it. Is that it? We've we've exhausted yeah. Billy Jack. I think we've ran our course with Billy Jack. Shit. <laughs> okay, well maybe we should come back at some point and like talk about the Born Losers. You Tom know? passed away in Ooh, the, the late two thousands, yeah. right? Uh, and then. His wife Dolores just passed away a few years ago, I believe, and Shit. they have three children. Yep, and I'm sure they own the rights to to the. I'm Billy pretty Jack sure the kids is... have the rights to everything. I'm sure yeah. Tom Dolores like, owns that owns all that. So if there were going to be a Billy Jack remake, they would have to be the ones direct, who would sign off direct on involvement. it. Yeah. We should contact them. Are you going to be Billy Jack? I could be. <laughs> I could be the tallest Billy Jack of all time. The, the six creepy foot creeps five do Billy the soundtrack. Jack. I'm like, oh, with this one leg, I'm going to like do a roundhouse kick and take out half the south side of the city because I'm six foot five. Uh, You're taking out Barrio Logan. Yeah. Not Barrio Logan. Why Barrio Logan? Why got to go there? Not Chula Vista. How about Little Italy? I mean, why don't we just keep it here? A Billy Jack's playlist. Is that the that would be the trail out right there? That probably would be. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Soundcheck Flicks, Dave Warshaw. It's so awesome to hang Thank out you. with you. Thank you. Uh, what's exciting coming up in the Dave Warshaw okay. world? What is exciting is we are playing at Warshaw's Provisions Creep Zotica for Pat Beer's art show, very first art show ever, August nineteenth, South Park, free all ages, six p.m. Come shake a bootay. Bootay. So what is that going to be like? Taking over part of the street? We or? take over the whole neighborhood, dude. Yeah, we don't call the police. Block. We don't call the police. Home to the Whistle Stop Station Tavern. Yes. You got Vinyl Junkies, yes. uh, wonderful sponsor Warshaw's of this Warshaw's Provisions program. is also in that neighborhood, by Warshaw the way. Provisions, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, didn't uh, Lucy's brother used to have a store in your spot previously, Lucy's right? Lucy's brother owns my business. We love Tino. He is the man. He's the man. He rides a scooter sometimes, doesn't he? Does he still have a scooter? Yeah, he rides, yeah. He rides what he rides. How's your, what, did you make that uh, trailer that is a bar? I did. We have, okay, this is something very interesting to all you people out there that are booking for current events. Weddings, mitzvahs, bar, and quinceañeras. Quinceañeras, we have it all. We have a mobile bar, four taps. It's called the Imperial Mobile Bar. Go online, look us up, call me. My number is 619-929-9100. My name is Dave. Order the bar. We have it for you. Yeah, I saw that. Anything else, man? You're always doing Let's something. Think. What else do I have going on? We have a, you know, that we were talking about earlier, Creep Zotica mug is coming up. Yep, okay. August 3rd, Bally High. Put it in your dates. I love the uh, the Swami mashup when Swami mashup. We still have a couple left. Nice. They're going fast. They're going fast. How long have you been associated with the Bally High directly yourself? And I have been menus? working with Bally High since I believe. I think I started tattooing Tom in 2015. Maybe I drew the menus in 2017, and I've continued to be part of the creative team since then so that's really cool yeah a san diego icon and legacy and tom hams too yeah oh cool yeah so same family yep but uh great family 70 years of tradition that's amazing uh, yeah they're incredible Only if you haven't ever had the trout dog the trout dog if you've never that? had the trout dog which is not called the trout dog at the bally high they only serve it till 3 p.m 
It's called the Smoked Tuna Fish Sandwich. But if you go there and you ask for it by name, the Trout Dog, trust me, baby. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. And only two Mai Tais allowed. Just I don't drink them. Two Mai Tais. No? Nay. Are you, you no? Dangerous? What? I've fallen down every flight of stairs. <laughs> I've fallen down the, uh, yeah, we do not drink Mai Tais. Stick to the light beer. Light beer. Yeah. You can pace light yourself Light beer and a better. trout dog. <laughs> and wasabi fries. No, yum, yum. All right, Graham, anything else? No, I'm just really stoked we got to do Billy Jack in one of the first. Right? Thank you, guys. The, I love first, Billy Jack. One of the first you, 10 Dave episodes. It, it's wonderful. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, guys. Thank you to all of our listeners and viewers and sponsors. Thank you, Tim Mays. And uh, this has been amazing, Graham. Thank you for doing this and bringing this all together. Thank you, Orion. Thank and you, Eric Orion. We love your arm. As well. We love your arm. Eric and Amanda holding it down. Yeah, we have a team. Eric, Amanda, too, yes. fucking team of the, the, the super team. Did you want to do the song one more time okay. to close this out? Ba, da, da, ba, 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 ba. <laughs> Go ahead and hate your neighbors. Hey, Go ahead and cheat a friend. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> do it in the name of heaven. You can justify it in the air. Do we have to pay for the rights to use this? What? <laughs> there won't be any trumpets blowing on the judgment day. In the bloody morning after, one tin soldier rides away. See? It's all about the horn section in that song. It gets so big, man. It's like, damn, is this Tom Jones? What's going on? Dude, I have a great video of Tom Jones I need to show you before I leave. Awesome. Hey, SCF lovers. Next week, our special guest is taking us on a spiritual journey to the Holy Mountain. Tune in then to see who it is.